The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hey everybody, welcome to a, a brand new episode of the Rough House Podcast. Happy to be back. It's Saturday morning, it's 9.44 a.m. I'm Christoph, that's Justin, uh, and morning. we're starting, let's, let's just get the bad stuff out first. We'll, we'll get the bad news, we'll talk about it briefly. There's another one this morning, Ivan Koloff, dead. Yeah, damn it. Mm. God, it's a shame. Yeah, we're losing, we're losing some That's wrestlers. three in three days. Yeah, so we had, obviously, George the Animal Steel. Yep. We had Ivan Koloff, the Russian bear. Yep. And Nicole and Bass. And Nicole Bass. Nicole Bass. Now, uh, I'm not going to compare careers to careers, but, you know, in the lineage of wrestling. And Chavo. Ivan Chavo Koloff, Sr. this week, too. Chavo Sr., yes, yes, you're right. <clears throat> Tough week. The Russian bear. The Russian bear, Ivan Koloff. Uh, terrifying individual. His facial hair. I remember my my dad and my grandfather fucking hated him. This is when all you need to be was a foreigner that spoke a language that we didn't understand, and you're a son of a bitch. Well, we're pretty close to that again in Trump's America, so. (laughs) Yes, that was actually, it's funny. Someone, goddammit, who did it? Was it Kevin Eck? Someone that we know did a list of Trump's favorite wrestlers, and it was Ivan Koloff, uh, Nikita Koloff, Rusev, Uh, and... um, What's his name? (coughs) Um... The one from around here. Why can't I think of his fucking name? Um, Jesus. Ah, Why is my brain it. farting Yeah, I know. I know exactly <clears throat> what you're talking about. My brain's Everybody, farting Everybody's also. yelling at the radio. Roughhouse listeners are screaming <laughs> at us right now. Um, here, search WWF Russian and... Jesus Christ. Nikolai Nick, That's the one. Jesus oh H. My Christ. God. I had a real brain fart there. Sorry God, about that. God, he'll but. come sing the Russian national anthem <clears throat> in your house for a cup of soup. Yes, he will, and you'll tell him to tell you some stories about uh, his his early days in wrestling, and he will regale you with some of the most tragic tales of trying to escape the Eastern Bloc that will <laughs> just suck the joy out of a room. Yeah, Vladimir Kozlov, he loved um, Rusev. Yeah, it was a it was a fun it was a very funny funny yeah. list about Trump's favorite wrestlers, but he has passed. George the Animal Steel, out of all three of them, that was the one that kind of hit me in the chest a little. He bit. He was a big star of that era. And he crossed and you know over he a little was? bit too. He did cross over. He was in car commercials, yeah. and he was. And this is going to be a real t- 
tentative comparison at best. But he was, you could almost liken him to what a face Bray Wyatt could be. Because he was a scary, monstrous looking man with a non-traditional physique and was so goddamn weird and so left of center that everyone paid attention to him. And people, I remember because I was one of these kids, I started to like him. Yeah. I was fascinated when he would eat the turnbuckle and when he would bring kids into the ring to eat the turnbuckle with him. (laughs) I wanted to do that so bad as a kid. And this is a hairy, gross, gruff, weird mountain yeah. troll of a dude who's covered in hair and he's green just, tongue, he's hideous, and the, the green tongue and all that. And you're like, oh my god, I want to meet this guy. He's charismatic. He, I'm scared of him, but I want to be near him. And Bray could actually learn in his, you know, what's going for. We'll get into Bray and everything. Uh, a little George the Animal yeah. Steel, because people, uh, people were scared of George at first. They were disgusted by him at first. Nothing to do with this disgusting Cretan. And then, by God, as time went on, he went he went naturally face. People just started yeah. to like him. And I liked him. And I thought he was great. And, uh, yeah, he will be missed. Well, that's, it's a real shame. That's something JR has been talking about for a while. The the face, baby face possibilities and... and, uh, pos- uh, and Whatever it could it could go, it could go, go good, my brain's not working. Sorry. Oh no, a bray a bray face, and I'm not going to say turn, but a bray face embracing of course. Uh, yeah. Yes, and I'll tell you want to just jump right into it, dude. Yeah. After SmackDown this week, Whew. my dick is hard for Orton <laughs> and Wyatt. Good for you, WWE. You. Did it? They did. You got a plot in place, and I'm curious about. Yeah. God, how? Oh, Chris, was, my, my 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 brain's popping with ideas. Okay, I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. Where you want to start? Because I noticed something between Raw and SmackDown. It has everything to do with Bray, and it has everything to do with what they did for Bray on SmackDown okay. with the triple threat right. match versus what they did on Raw, which they had the same intentions of doing for someone. <clears throat> it's a joke right now amongst wrestling fans and internet wrestling fans and it got started with the CM Punk Cole Cabana podcast make Roman look strong make Roman look strong make Roman look strong make Roman look strong right. so that has been kind of a joke for a while I get it it's not his fault it is booking it is 100% is playing a role I have no animosity towards him whatsoever it's one of the reasons you notice I haven't brought up Matt Fowler a little bit from IGN, yeah. the rest yeah, of yeah, I still read it. He's gotten a little fucking dickish with the Roman Reigns shit. Like he's become a bit of a turd. Like he's a funny guy. <laughs> I love his wrestling wrap ups, but he's kind of turning into a bit of a lispy Simpsons comic book prick well, about Roman. That he's it's like Roman the man. He's he's just shitty about like I'm like ah oh, god damn it. it's like you're you're being you're being a dick to be a dick. Like I, I have a feeling a lot of people these days are are dicks to Roman because it's cool to be a dick to Roman. Not to say, considering what I'm about to talk about, there isn't reason to dislike the course of that character. Right. But let me compare what they did, and it's just a it's just such a drastic example of what they do on Raw and what they do on SmackDown, and the differences of the shows and why SmackDown is a superior show, which I don't think is news to anybody. The goal of the two shows was one to make Bray Wyatt. Champion look strong. Mm-hmm. Other goal was to make Roman Reigns fighter of giant to look strong. 
What they did was so drastic, though, in their efforts and so different in the outcome that I'm baffled sometimes that it's the same company. Because what they did with Bray, and we'll break it down, I want to hear your thoughts, is they have this triple threat match against the greatest performer in modern wrestling history. He's probably going to be in the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, Johnson. Mm -hmm. The guy that's had the hottest year since Kurt Angle or Brock Lesnar in the WWE, AJ Styles. Yeah. And a man that has been poorly booked, looked over, passed around, confused. I'm done with Bray. Trust me. We'll talk about that. It's not like I have not. We've said it multiple times. Multiple times. And again, to no fault of the man. To no fault of the man. They have this man on SmackDown. And a pay-per-view worthy triple threat match emerge victorious in a a goddamn four-star match. He is a champion now. They have undid a lot, not all, right. but a lot of the bad decisions prior to the lead up with the title. Sure. Cena had a great story. Is he going to get a 17th t- yeah, championship? They were hitting it hard. Styles, is he? Is there anyone on his level in the ring with the maneuvers that he's pulling off? Bray is being wounded. Bray gets attacked by Harper uh, yes. at the beginning right. and continues to fight on yeah. and win. And Harper looks like a viable threat. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, fun storyline question mark. Cena looks like the 16-time champion that he yeah. is. AJ Styles looks like the best wrestler in professional wrestling. And Bray stands atop all right now. And everything works. He looks strong. That Sister Abigail he, he hit on friggin' oh. Cena was mwah. Mwah! Boom! Yeah. Cena with the attitude adjustment, not ready to roll, pin you, roll, roll you through. up. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes, the follow-up. Holy shit, that was yeah. good. Harper throwing out a, 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 a super kick on him, a big boot to the face. That was nasty. Yeah. Amazing. Harper, by the way, go back and watch that match or that instance. Harper's getting yoked. Yeah. And he's getting, he's always a big dude. But he's getting cut now. Like his arms, his shoulders, he looks great. So excited for that. Everyone, rising tide, raises all ships. But then over on Raw, they have Gallows and Anderson get absolutely trucked and embarrassed by Roman Reigns. The tag team champions are made to be not not defeated because there was a DQ, they walked out. But um, or not, how, how did the DQ end on Raw with them? I remember it was a DQ finish, I don't even know. no clean pin, whatever. You have the tag team champions made to look like buffoons. They're in there with an allegiance out of fucking nowhere for Stephanie McMahon's son. Right. And people have made the argument, oh, these guys, they're, they're, they're bounty hunters, they're mercenaries, they're wrestling for money, they're here to get paid. Why not suck up to the boss? I think we're making some some stretches there as far as motivation. Agreed. But weird, pointless motivation to go and help Stephanie McMahon out of nowhere after being disrespected by Roman Reigns, someone they've had z- almost, if I'm if, they, if it's happened, I can't remember. Zero interaction. Zero interaction with. with. Yeah. None of it made sense. Roman is still not coming across as looking like this unbeatable wrecking machine badass. All it did was decrease the value of two wrestlers in Gallows and Anderson 
who should have been tag champs, I believe, a long while ago, should have looked stronger quite a while ago. Those are the guys that need to be boosted up into championship caliber tag team champions, which they are but have not been portrayed to be. It was two dead opposite outcomes, which what I have to assume was the same original intention. Make this person look strong. Blue brand, Bryant, Wyatt, red band, uh, uh, red brand, Reigns. And it could not have had separate outcomes for me. It was just, it was a shitty, stupid, pointless, if a rising tide raises all ships on SmackDown, the fucking water dried up and the and the ships are moored in that angle. And it made Gallows and Anderson look shitty. And that, that after them finally getting the tag team titles, I'm glad that they're there. They just looked dumb. In, in terms of that and with Reigns, yes, it 100% fell flat. However, it did work with Owens and Jericho because now Owens has more heat on him than I think anybody has had uh, in, in quite some time. Just natural heel heat. You want to hate this guy. Um, what they did with the Festival of Friendship, I, I just, this, this was... This was the this is your life of this generation of wrestling. Talking about the classic Foley rock. This was Foley and rock. This was your life. And I give all the credit in the world to Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Obviously, Um, Jericho really carried it. Um, But this was a 20, 25 minute segment spanning two breaks. There was a commercial break in between it where Jericho, God bless you, glorious son of a bitch, held the. It pose for the entire commercial break. Fucking outstanding. He's doing the best work of his career right now. I'm telling you, Jericho, and I watched him Lionheart yeah. Jericho. I watched him in ECW Jericho. Man of a thousand and I one watched holds. him Millennium Man Jericho. This Jericho right now is doing the best work of his career. He's amazing. So the festival, and again, we're going to jump back and forth but i I've, I've just been itching to talk about this between the art pieces that were commissioned and bought the freaking the creation of kevin the photoshopping their faces on the creation of man piece of art was outstanding um i, I just the gilberg holy shit gilberg showed up if you don't get gilberg under contract and have him somehow some way crossover face Ellsworth, you're fucking up. I was talking. Okay? I was talking last night with uh, Eric Woodworth, comedian, good friend of ours um, at Magoobies. He was he was featuring, and we were talking about how um, at WrestleMania it would be amazing for um, Goldberg's music to hit and Gilbert come out, and then Lesnar's music hit and Ellsworth come out, and then they start fighting each other and then the real Goldberg and Lesnar come out and murder them and then have their match. <laughs> Brock Ellsworth and Gilberg come out. Yeah. That would be hilarious. And they have painted on Ellsworth the dick a sword. dog on his chest. <laughs> they have a they have like a WWE ice cream bar painted on his chest. <clears throat> and in in regards to this you know festival of friendship, it was here's how beautiful and incredible this segment was, and all the credit in the world to Jericho and to Owens. It's been a great shitty heel combination with some heavy doses of humor. Right. Beautiful doses of humor, and they've been good humor. There, there's been times where New Day has done it and then gotten away from it and gotten back to it and gotten away from yeah. it. We'll talk about them in a sec. 
Uh, but this, for the most part, the humor has been pretty consistent with Drink It In, You Made the List, It, uh, it The Scarves, everything, We're Best Friends, Owen's jumping up into Jericho's arms. There could really be a highlight reel made of their comedic moments. I want an in-memoriam been, video of their friendship. Oh my God, I would love that, an R.I.P. <laughs> And it's been very, very funny, but we've said this in past episodes, it's kind of overshadowed Owens a it little has. bit. It's sort of made Jericho kind of the focal point when your universal champion should be the guy at the top of the heat. Right. But there was a moment in the Festival of Friendship that this was just goddamn good acting. It was. When he, Owens, gave Jericho a present, and it's the list of Owens. And Jericho says softly, with no humor, with no grandeur, with no exaggerated expression. Why is my name on this? My heart broke into a million Shattered. pieces. Shattered. I'll tell you this. It hit me more. And this is dead serious. This is a shoot. It hit me more than Rollins turning on the shield. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I'm, I, I thought in the days to come, what what was harder to watch the Shield breakup or Jericho and Owens? And had it been a cornier breakup or a more random <clears throat> attack, I would have said the Shield. But that single sentence from Jericho and the conviction yeah. and the heartbreak that he delivered it, and then the subsequent ass kicker, I, I, my chest got tight for Jericho, and I want that son of a bitch, Owens. Yeah. I want that bearded motherfucker from north of the border. I want him to get mauled. I want him to be put in pain for shattering a friendship. I believe in Owens as a heel again. I feel for Jericho again. And it probably was the most perfect story arc ending. Because there's too many moments of... Just a random turn. Right. Oh my God, he refuses to tag in. Oh my God, why'd he hit him with a chair? That are not explained or not conveyed well. This one wasn't even really incredibly conveyed as to why yet. Right. But the breakup itself was... I I remember popping for Rollins turning on the shield. I was excited. This, this, I was, I was, I was heartbroken. But I I was also excited to, to an extent because it made Kevin Owens back into this heel, you know. It, it it called back to um you know the apron powerbomb spot that he did to Zane. Um it called back to um when Jericho turned on Michaels and threw his head into the Jeritron. They did that spot back too. Um it called back to one of my favorite comedies of all time, Death to Smoochie, when Jericho came prancing out like Rainbow fucking Randolph, and it was amazing. Um it was there was there's was so much contained in that in that twenty minute segment, that again, it, it's it's all the credit to their acting to be able to pull that off. I couldn't pull that off. Ha- oh, half God, the people no, in the locker what? room couldn't pull that off, and they couldn't pull off what he did, Jericho, in and of the fact that it was it was elegance and simplicity. He didn't have a conniption fit that he was on the list. Right. He didn't. This has got to be a mistake because I mean, over here. No. Hold on. Let me go get somebody in the back to go. It was. Why is my name on it? Oh. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was so clean and so simple. And it didn't need to be a bunch of exposition. It was just. It was incredible. 
And it's got me. That there you go. There are some matches coming up on WrestleMania that I cannot starting wait for. Starting to shape up. And this one, WrestleMania, it got they always do it. It is starting to shape up. It doesn't have a full card yet, but Jericho and Owens is going to be on that card, and that is going to move it. And not only that, to what you talked about uh, a minute ago, saying how you want Kevin Owens to get his, and this is the genius of the WWE, leading into Fastlane, we're like, oh, fuck, it's going to be Goldberg, and it's going to be Owens, and Goldberg's going to squash him, and it's going to suck. Now... We want Owens to get his ass kicked, and the title is secondary. So when yeah. Goldberg comes out and murks Kevin Owens, which he's more than likely going to do at Fastlane, it won't sting that bad, and we'll be behind it. They're fucking mad geniuses, man. It's genius. It, it, the, the puzzle pieces fell in place. It's just a nice reminder that they do fuck some stuff up. Looking at you, my original point with the Gallows, Anderson, right. Reigns, why is this happening, kerfuffle? But this right here... Yes, if and when that happens, Goldberg beats him down. Maybe there's a Jericho interference that night. Um, who knows? God, how great would it be? What if Jericho that night, Goldberg, Owens, Fastlane, what if Jericho comes down and still tries to help? He refuses to accept. Ooh. He doesn't try and get comeuppance. He actually comes down and tries to fix it. He's heartbroken. He's the person that got cheated on, got stolen from, got hit, and stays in the relationship. Ugh. And it's and you feel terrible for him. And then Owens does it again. Or Owens takes it to some other more rock bottom level something. Don't know. Coming up yeah, with ideas. I can't. But I love it. And I don't mind. You said I don't mind <laughs> now at all. If Goldberg takes that title, him and Brock go for it at Mania. Yeah. Goldberg take, excuse me, Brock makes it. There you go. You got Brock as a big champion, main eventer, special attraction right. again. All because right, right now it's been made so personal between Jericho and Owens. The title, either title, doesn't matter at this point. It, it was just it, it kind of it, the title would take a back burner to the blow off of this personal story. Man, they, they the embrace that they had is similar. Like I, I keep thinking of you and me when we're talking yeah. about Owens and Jericho and how you know you would feel if I did that bashfully shit to you or if you did that to me and how much my heart would break and how much your heart would break. Uh, it would just, uh, it would level me. Imagine if I did the interview that we're going to do coming up, which I teased on our Patreon exclusive episode, Someone Let Us Wrestle, where I talk about, I'm going to be interviewing Conrad Thompson from uh, What Happened When, Something to Wrestle With with Bruce Pritchard. Now I'm going to be doing it one-on-one. Because I obviously I know the the podcast more than you. I listen all the time. Imagine you went back and listened to that, and all I do Just is motherfuck stone me. cold motherfuck <laughs> you. All I want I want out of this piece of shit show. I want out of this fucking flea circus, low rent operation. What's it going to take to get you, Conrad, to join me so we can do a podcast? I really feel like and you had to listen to that and just have your heart ripped out of mm. your chest. It would be like what happened. To Jericho and Owens in that beautiful moment. And I am excited now. I can't wait. To me, that is an anchor at WrestleMania now. Yeah. And I need I need absolutely no title to add any type of weight to that. It is a friendship, vengeance, or come up and stand. I don't know. At need least any 15 minutes. At least 15 to 20 minutes oh, for that match. Give them time. Please give them time. And I don't need I don't need Owens to be a wrecking ball. 
But I do think, obviously, he's going to win. Yeah. Jericho's taking some time off. But you got a chance now, and I think you really righted the ship with him being a destructive son yes. of a bitch. You got a chance to right the ship that night with him being the same guy that powerbombed Sami Zayn yeah. onto the apron in NXT the night Zayn won the championship. Get back to that. Kill Steen Kill. Now, I want to imagine after this segment was done, um, they both went backstage and hugged each other out really well. Just say, no, seriously, I really love you, though. Because I, I, I still want them to be best friends in real life. <laughs> I hope they didn't speak. I hope they didn't speak. Uh, I hope they left. Uh, I hope they, they, they left and they never spoke. And that's it. In the end, take care, suck a dick, and they bounce. I still want them I to be would, friends. Ah, uh, I, I hope they sell it. I hope they sell it the way that when Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage broke up back in the day when they were actually married, yeah. they filed for separation to continue their uh-huh. their their kayfabe angle. They filed in real life for separation. Wow! When they split up, well, it was a different they didn't time live back together. Then. It was a that's that's not. I don't think that's anything to do with time. I think that's just everything to do with there being a uh, a dedication to an angle. That's true. That's pretty incredible. Now, um, where do you want to jump to think, next? What else, do you want to do you want to go night? back oh, to? Well, we have a new women's champion. We do. Let's yeah. Let's get to the main event uh, of Raw. A lot of people, while happy for for Bailey, just head scratcher defeating her nemesis. Why wasn't that a WrestleMania moment? <clears throat> Maybe they're leading to another multi women match at WrestleMania, and they wanted Bailey to get her one on one on one victory. I really don't have a good answer as to why this this nut was busted so early. I got- do you think they're busting the nut to set up a Sasha turn? And it's Sasha and Bailey at WrestleMania or a three-way Man, or I, what? I would be very disappointed if Charlotte wasn't in the big Raw women's match at WrestleMania because Charlotte like has, to be. has been the the rock, not the Dwayne Johnson, the the you know the the, the core the focal point the, of this of- women's division since basically since she came up and she, man. Oh, that moonsault off the barricade. Holy shit. That was beautiful. Oh, that hurt. That hurt me. That hurt to watch. Bailey took some bumps in that match. Oh, hell yeah, they did. That was, I mean, that was, that was a a great match, a head scratcher in its placement. But you know what? I'm going to look, I'm going to look to what we've already talked about with Owens and Jericho and how Goldberg fits into that. I feel like they got to play him. I feel like a moment sure like they that, they wouldn't have squandered on a Raw. I, I figured, you know, if that had even happened at Fastlane, I'd be like, why at Fastlane? But for it to even happen on a Raw, I gotta feel like there's a plan in place. Well, it, it, mentioning that it's happened on Raw, the only time Charlotte has lost that title has been on Raw. She is. She still has her pay per view win streak She's going. Perfect on pay per view, and that's gonna. That, I have a feeling that's gonna continue. So whether she gets a rematch at Fastlane and wins it back, which again we get into this hot potato with the women's title thing that everybody's bitching about, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what the plan is. They still got a couple weeks still Fastlane, but I have a feeling that that uh, that uh, undefeated pay per view streak for Charlotte isn't going away anytime soon. So that would be you know in the in the uh, column of reasons why Bailey won on Raw, but I don't know. It, it, it I don't want to say it seemed anticlimactic, but the feud hasn't even it, it like I all right, I'm gonna break it down to when Bailey finally won the NXT championship, women's championship. Okay. 
she had been in NXT for for all these for years. She was the longest tenured person there, um, and she had seen all her friends, you know, the other three three of the four horsewomen win the title or have these great matches for titles or get called up to Raw, and she was left behind. Um, well, she won the title before they left. I think she beat who she beat. She beat Sasha for it, but. Even the Sasha Bailey um, storyline in NXT, they were friends, and then Sasha turned and developed this boss character, which is really what she needs to get back to. But then they had these series of matches with so much heart. These the, the matches between Bailey and Charlotte have not had that emotional uh, feel to them, and I don't know if that's the disconnect between main roster and Raw, and that you can really have time to sell a storyline and have time to have decent matches on NXT as opposed to uh, you know trying to fit a quick interview in on Raw or something like that. Um, yeah, but it it just didn't have the same. I was happy for Bailey, and I'm happy that she finally became uh, a champion on the main roster. It just didn't have the the oomph as it did in NXT for me. Yeah, it didn't have that, that that big pop moment. My God, she's finally done. It. Right. Oh my God, she pulled it off. She did it, but it was sort of a oh, oh, I, oh, ba- Bailey won. Yeah. Okay, good. Not mad. Sort of like uh, I'm a little confused. Maybe it's because but- she was just NXT champion, women's champion, six months ago. <laughs> I mean that that it's just it, it just didn't have that emotional uh, pull for me. Yeah, and it's kind of difficult to to to, to recapture to you know to, to chase that yeah, heroin high know. of that first win and all that. But yes, I am I am in a holding pattern as far as what that win means in the scheme of things, right? Because I, I feel like <clears throat> I, I feel like this might even mirror what could possibly go on with Orton, Wyatt, Sasha, and Bailey. There's going to be a moment where right because we've said this too. Sasha needs to get back to that boss. Yeah. What's been going on with her ain't been working. Yeah. We need to get back to doing this whole, you know, empire rolling out in the the, the Escalade with the bodyguards, yeah. be the legit boss. None of this. I've been watching wrestling since I was 14. Right. I don't give a fuck. Be awful. Yes. Again. Yes. Please be awful. Well, that, yes. that was be awful. That was the other thing. Like, there was the matches between Sasha and Bailey and NXT. I don't know. There was just, there was so much heart in there, and they just were beating the fuck out of each other. And not to say Charlotte wasn't tossing Bailey around, but that, that schoolboy into the bottom rope. Oof. Well, the turnbuckle oh, yeah. rather that, that hurts like a son of a bitch too. Um, now but yeah, what's next? Let's, let's, let's talk about women. Uh, what all right. The actual shit was the Emelina stuff. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even watch it. That I missed it. it one and done. So you know what happened? It's a one and done though. It's over. So you haven't seen it yet? You no, I didn't watch it. Oh, man, you should watch eh. it. Not just for what happened, but how it happened. It was awkward, weird, confusing. You're Okay, so for a long time now, coming soon, Emma turning into Emmalina. It's been should like have happened five a while months. ago. <laughs> it's been a long time. They've been hyping this up. Rumor being, rumors and innuendo, if it's to be believed online... Is that they wanted Emelina to be their Sable. Their throwback, They wanted yeah. Emelina to, 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 to steal a page out of Sable's book and start doing that. Apparently, again, if rumors and innuendo are to be believed, she couldn't commit to that character the way that Sable could. They had images in their mind for this character, and she just couldn't do it. And they kept working on it, working on it. Right. Let's push it back. Let's try it. Be Sable 2017. God damn it, we can't wait any longer. We got to change course. Now or course. never, yeah. 
So Corey Graves is channeling his late 90s, early 2000s Jerry Lawler. Yeah. He is freaking out. Did he say puppies? Oh, my God. He never said puppies, but I was waiting for a puppies drop. Right. Oh, my God. This is going to be. HLA. (laughs) Holy hell. This is everything. Here comes Emelina, 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 Emelina. She comes out. Here I am. And she gives this weird I've been drugged promo like someone hit her with a fucking tranquilizer dart in the back or she's been doing shots of NyQuil with an Ambien chaser maybe she I got into Zack Ryder's supply of uh, pain meds <laughs> yeah maybe that whatever he did when he hurt his fucking knee he got her all hopped up on the somas cause she had this glazed she had this look of a dead woman walking like she knew and this is totally me just prognosticating and hypothesizing here. She had the look of a woman who's out of work soon. She had this delivery in the, so the moment you've all been waiting for. Emelina. Spin move. And now, the transformation of Emelina back in Emma. And walks off the stage. She doesn't even have the mic near her face properly for the last line. Now, from someone in the career that I'm in, right. and the, what you and I do, and that speak, she, the amount of fuck this oozing out of her yeah. was palpable. Yeah. The, the last line of, and again, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not getting this perfect here. And now, the transformation of Emelina back into... And it was fucking... Aw- and you even heard everyone at the, uh, the the announce table like, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, let's... Uh, Change the gears here. All right, so coming up, we got uh, Jack Aller, Noam Dar. Um, it was... Su- it was fucking... It was... It was bad. It was bad, bad. <clears throat> it was so... If, can you Can you hear if I play something off of my computer here? Can you hear this when I play this? No, I don't hear anything. Nothing. No. Okay, I got the I have the audio. I'm I'm, I'm playing it right here. Um, it is just it's uncomfortable. It's pointless. Bleacher Report. They do their weekly raw grades, and they gave raw a pretty decent grade this week. Right. They gave this an F. They gave this a dead F. They say WWE has gutted her momentum. They have well, trolled us here. And let me, can I talk about real quick? I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent here. The word troll is becoming fucking detrimental to all things in our society. And in particular, one of my loves wrestling. Because people these days are real, are real quick to slap troll on something that just sucks. It's just shit. We're like, oh, they're trolling us. No, it's just garbage. Right. And for some reason, we're real quick to be like, oh, they're trolling us. No, it might have just been fucking terrible. Well, you can't just take the whole like, oh man, McMahon's trolling us with Reigns. No, it just stunk, and it wasn't a good idea. And he's probably thinking today, ah, eh, that was a bad idea. Or Emma trolling us with Emma. Nah, no, it just well, stunk. Okay, to counter that, I think the the term troll there is used as description of the long con, the the six month promotion of it to just be nothing. In that respect, you know, hey, you're hyping up something, hyping up something, and then misdirect, and then it just changes to something else at the end. That's kind of a troll. Now, that is a troll. A, a, a troll, yes, where there's, a, like you said, the long con. Right. A, a troll is a new name for the long con. Looking at you, 
end of the world promos into Jericho. Right. Looking at you. Um, or when Jericho came out and trolled us by not talking. By not talking. Looking at Brodus Clay into Funkasaurus, which oh. was supposed to be this awful, terrifying destruction. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> yeah, that it was supposed to be, oh my God, Brodus Clay is coming out. He's going to fucking destroy everything. Right. And Just kidding. He's a he's dancing just, dinosaur. Just kidding. He's an ass. It stunk. It's not a con. It stunk. It stunk. It it stunk. It was just not good. Yeah. I think a troll to me needs to be a, ah, you fuckers, you got us. Okay. Right. That's good. And this thing here now is of equal or greater value than what was originally promised or has an equal or greater impact. Funkasaurus, terrible. Right. Emma, terrible. Mm -hmm. Roman out at 30, terrible. And ain't a long con. It's bad decision making. A yeah. troll to me is like, ah, you got us. Like, I'll tell you right now, you know who's trolling right now? Who's trolling hard? And the guy is playing the world like a fiddle. Josh Matthews. Uh, no, I think he's just a is, delusional prick. I think he's, I, to me, that, to me, I feel like this is, he's really doing it. He's doubling down on the trolling. I, to me, I feel like a troll is to, is, is to, is to rile people up and to just not let it be, not let it go. And to, to to see how far you can you can take it and to and to and to, to, to play their strings to yank on their emotions, the examples we gave prior to this just seem like bad ideas. Right. They seem like things that just did not work out how they were originally intended. And the the the, the yeah the Josh Matthew shit. I don't think anyone is that delusional to think that they are the greatest of all time. I don't know anything beyond. I have no Josh Matthews experience. Outside of watching TNA and watching him on Tough Enough and his times with SmackDown, he was with the WWE for 13 years. I've heard of nothing outside of this to lead I, me to believe this is the type of dude he is. I, I don't know. I, I, I remember know. reading somewhere that he's not very well liked behind the scenes. But there's not well liked and there's delusional. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. You can understand where you are in the scheme of things and kind of be a dick. Then there's being absolutely delusional. And I think saying that he's the greatest announcer of all time to me that feels that 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 feels like a bit of a a, a, a rip. Well, it's not getting me to watch Impact, so oh, it ain't getting me to watch Impact either. So I mean, it's kind of a zero which, sum total. Which, for them. by the way, they had to blur out a referee. This did you hear about this? No. So oh my God. in the continuing um, Broken Hardy's quest to win every tag championship in the world, they filmed as much like they did at MCW when they won the MCW tag titles a couple weeks ago to be aired, I think, next week. Um, but they went to Mexico. I'm not sure which promotion, um, but uh, it, it was Psychosis and some other luchador that they had in a tag match for titles. And the referee, who I can only assume was Marty Elias, um, is under contract with Lucha Underground, and Lucha Underground threatened legal action if they showed uh, if they showed him on TV. So they straight up blurred the referee out of this match, out of this like main event segment match oh in Impact. God. Do you know how long, by the way, that takes? I'll tell yeah, you a story. A long time. I once botched something. For a segment for 98 Rock TV. And <laughs> oh, I remember that I failed wore, experiment. Yeah, that, that fucking abortion. And 
It was something that Sheffield did, and Sheffield, they did their damnedest to make this watchable program, and I showed up with a licensed t-shirt on Yeah. With a big Transformer symbol on it. Yep. Which is someone's intellectual property you can't, yeah. that they're going to use on a television show to sell advertising on. Right. So you can't do that. And this student had to go frame by frame by frame and blur and mosaic out the shirt. Right. And I heard last count 13 hours. Yeah. Of people rotating to blur my shirt out. On a what, 15 a minute program? Oh, no, a two-and-a-half-minute segment oh, Jesus. that we shot to be an, an additional piece of video for the television show itself. Right. Much less this thing. And all they had to do was a blur of a symbol on a shirt. Right. You had to blur a whole dude? It was the upper torso. The upper, upper, torso, upper torso, gotcha. It's like oh, belly up. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, my God, I'm watching it right now. Oh, God, that sucks. Yeah. Oh my God, that's well. Sucks you know, so for what you did, you gave a student at Sheffield a great experience. You, you got, you know. Yeah, I kept them there on weekends when they wanted to be out drinking with their friends and having unprotected sex, but they had to sit there and cover <laughs> up a fucking Decepticon symbol on my stupid ass. Felt so goddamn bad about that. I'm such a moron. Uh, um, so what else was I, I, I looking to get into? Oh man, um, not saying a confirmed rumor, but a highly likely rumor now. If you've been hearing about any of the house show lineups recently, WWE has been running Shane and AJ at house shows. Shane, Shane wrestling at house shows? Shane and AJ. Yes, search Shane AJ house shows. Oh, no. Yep, Shane AJ house shows. Looks like they are getting ready. Yep, special appearance by Shane McMahon and AJ Styles added to Road to WrestleMania event at Madison Square Garden. And yeah, but uh, I don't, th- I, I don't even... think that's a match. Uh, it doesn't say Shane McMahon that's... versus AJ Styles, does it? Special appearances by Shane McMahon added to Road to WrestleMania Madison Garden. Change. I don't think that's a match. I, I it, it read it reads like there there are there special appearances by AJ and Shane and other people have said they've been running these. I'm reading comments here. Yes, they're running these and da, 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 da. where did I see this? Lafayette, Shane, AJ interaction, house show, dark match, house show. Which I thought the whole goddamn house show is a dark match. Um it's a house show, yeah. But it's it's leaning like this is gonna happen. Man, and I still that's a bummer. Still sits in my gut heavy. That's a bummer. That's a waste. It's a waste of AJ Styles. It is a waste of AJ Styles. I, I hope that doesn't happen. It looks like it will. Like but God, could you get else? yourself a mania moment if you could squeeze one last one out of Brian, which they won't, they won't do. do. And if they it if they did, happen. it would be against the Miz because that story has been slowly simmering for a while yeah. now since the summertime. But I mean, really, you look at the SmackDown roster. There's a shortage of um, top faces there. There's two. <laughs> the, yeah. You've got John Cena and you got Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose will probably lose his Intercontinental Championship to Baron Corbin at, at WrestleMania, which I'm 100% fine with because um, I'm all in on Baron Corbin, as we discussed at great length. Um, but really, who else is is a top face um, for AJ to wrestle? You know what? I don't know, but I have to look to the possibility. This is me totally fantasy booking here. This is WrestleMania. So it's both brands. So I'm not opposed to some crossover. If we could do something with a little crossover, I would take a random weird forced crossover thing 
a dream match of sorts, something. A, this makes no sense, but it's awesome to watch. AJ versus Nakamura from NXT comes up. You have Finn who returns for the red brand, AJ on the blue brand. I would be curious how they make that happen. I don't know. There's no precedent set right I mean, now. You could do some kind of Bullet Club reference with those two. Oh, that would be that would be great. And maybe kind of, you know, show the people that are not familiar at all with the Bullet Club's history to show that their history in Japan. Something. Seth, who knows if he'll be tied up with Triple H if he even makes it back. Finn needs to be there. Uh, I don't know. I just don't want... I just I can think of a, a, 10 matches. I just don't want Shane and AJ. I feel it's Me a either. bit of a waste. It is. And now, I, how I, do you feel about Joe and Zane? I'm, Which seems like they kind of got the ball rolling on... Some, did you take that as them starting a feud or that being Joe making good on his promise to basically just destroy everyone. Like, you're going to see him do this to all kinds of dudes leading up to Yeah, I think they kind of wrote it that way because I believe the original plan was was for it to be Joe versus Rollins. But then with Rollins' latest injury, they needed somebody in there. And I think Zayn's a a very ample replacement. I think the match could be fucking great. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited for that. And um, it, you know what it is? It's it's gonna it's gonna lift up Zayn some. This oh, is yeah. more of a benefit to Zayn. Sure. Joe's got the the rocket on him right now. Yeah. He's the the right hand. He's the uh, the destroyer. You know, he's the capo uh, to Triple H. And this could lift up Zayn some. Zayn ain't coming out on top of this. But no. Does then now does this go to does this go to Mania? Is Zayn Joe a Mania possibility? Mm, I don't I, know. I would think. I don't know. I would hope that it's Joe. Merkin dudes along the way until blank steps up and says, not on my watch. Is that Finn? I mean, they're both red. They're both red yeah, brand. Just, like you said, hey, you took out the dude that took me out. How dare I've you? I've seen that match so many times already, though. It's just they're, they're kind of spoiling possible things with doing stuff in NXT at this point. Like now, we have seen it a bunch, I, I, but the population. Has. Well, I know, but. It just it, it doesn't a small percentage. I know it just doesn't move the needle. I'm, well, I mean, I'm, I can only talk about it. Doesn't my move personal the needle experience. personally. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm with you. I don't want to see Joe in Finn again because I've seen it so much over the past year. But I could see them being like, "Hey, it worked there. No, I, this I is know. our I know. laboratory. It'll weaken mania. This. Sure, we tried it on rats. Let's try it on people now." Soylent yeah. green. Uh, it's delicious. It's tasty. We'll do it in a test market. Dip like some the ranch tapatio in there. Dorito. Like the Tapatio Dorito. The what? Which, um, holy shit. Let me show you a picture sent to me by a one Steve Huber. For a long time, I have said that the Dorito is one of the more reliable American brands. That's one of your very catchphrases. Few, very few missteps. <laughs> the other day, this is shown to me. Let me pull up my Skype here. That is shown to me by a one Steve Huber, Tapatio Doritos. Oh, that's a hot sauce brand. It's a hot sauce brand infused into a Dorito. Okay. Out West, California, which I wish I was still at some days, uh-huh. is a test market for a ton of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Including the Doritos taco we got first, the- including McPizza, which no one ever wanted to see again. These things. Uh-huh. Chocolate Sprite. What? Yeah, they did a chocolate sprite for a bit. Are you are you are you are you joking right now or is that legit? 
I got high and put chocolate in the spoon, <laughs> and I said that they rolled it out. Crystal gravy. Crystal gravy. Yes. Yes. Lace condoms. Right? A lot of different stuff. Uh, THC-free weed. Um, yeah, those things are, they're, they're going to be delicious. Um, but getting back to our point here, I think right now, if you had to take a guess, I'm thinking, obviously, Owens Jericho, Lesnar Goldberg. Um, or I'm thinking... Please. Sorry. Uh, and again, this is a match that has been done a hundred times, but not in front of the WWE roster or WWE universe as a whole. You talked about, um, you know, crossing brands, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. That'd be great. Holy shit. That'd be great. Now, would they be gun shy, though, because of their TNA history? Or at this point, do you think they don't care anymore? Because that was it adds that was another sort of level like their to Flair it. and Sting, yeah. in TNA. That was their Michaels and Brett right. for a long time. Would they be willing to be able to get over themselves in the past to say, "Hey, these two guys, kind of in the American audience prior to other other Japanese dalliances and ROH dalliances, sort of rose to prominence in the closest thing we've right. had to competition in the past ten years." I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know if they reference it, but in terms of the two competitors, if that match were to happen, I know they'd bring the house down at WrestleMania. Oh, they'd be killer. They would be killer. I mean, now, where does Triple H fit into any of this now? If if Seth's not back, does Triple H wrestle? Uh, I'm gonna say no. I Although think you're right. uh, he I probably will shoehorn himself thing. in something. Yeah, he'll be there. Oh, he'll totally be there. If this doesn't happen at WrestleMania, and it might not be, I think it's going to be an 11th hour decision whether or not he could go and go safely because, right. God, I want him there and not to have to miss another WrestleMania. But if you do it and he fucks something else up again, which, by the way, I thought AJ blew a knee out on SmackDown on that over-the-top rope, phenomenal forearm on Oh, Bray. onto the floor? If you look, dude, if you look at the way he landed, his knee folded up and he started Ooh. holding it and jumping around. And for a second there, I put my hand over my mouth like, well, AJ's out the rest of the year. I didn't notice that. It, it looked like a knee tweaker. There, there, there are a few more beautiful moves than one of AJ's jump springboard flying elbows or flying forearms, man. Either off the top rope, either just mat onto mat. Like man. we hit it off the top rope yeah. or over the top rope onto Bray on the outside. And then we just hit it onto Bray as he lay there yeah. on the mat. The amount of just torque and reach he puts on that forearm sells Beautiful. It. And it, his terrible hair flowing in the wind actually makes it look a little better. And let's let's you know let's let's cap it with this. That gorgeous gorgeous flowing hair of his. I I would love to talk to you about the cruiserweights, but I'm just so checked the fuck out on them. Whatever. That dude, that match and I know everybody he's he is the goddamn soup du jour right now. Jack Gallagher, which I'm rolling my goddamn eyes at. Noam Dar, that was such a corny fucking match. That was such a slop dick match. Okay, the guys got charisma for days. Yeah, Zach Gallagher. By the way, Cody Rhodes did the no knee pads thing first, and he did it better. It was. There's a couple no knee pads guys. He did. Cody sort of made it a thing. I know, and I hate it. I remember that being Cody Rhodes. God, I hate knees. Knees are ugly. it It was such a corny. Goofy fucking match. It just, just nothing about it. It just, it made when Neville appeared at the entranceway at the top and glared. Right. Just what a wide berth between first 
and second place yeah. and everyone else there is in the 205ers. Because Neville is a goddamn revelation. It's like WWE and, else, and TNA and ROAs. It is. Holy shit, it is. Everyone else in that roster, all I want to see right now, it could be Neville and Aries forever, and that's all I need. Right. I don't need Gallagher. He's coming across as so fucking corny, and Dar, I can't get into. Kendrick is just a stalker. Yeah. And Rich Swan, he's just going to go out there and Zataran's commercial the rest of his fucking career by the look of it. Is going to be wasted. What's that? Tazawa, he'll just be wasted. Oh, of course he'll be wasted. It, dude, the 205ers, get it off. Dude, that figure snap it out, German suplex at Tazawa's, though, is just a thing of beauty. It is, and he gets zero reaction. It was the most silent crowd. Mm. Watch When you get a chance, go watch Jack Gallagher, Noam Dar, and it is nothing. Yeah, Jack it's gets a, a it's little the, bit of a reaction. the new divas. It's a bathroom break. It is. It's a goddamn bathroom break. These 205ers, take it back to the drawing board because it ain't fucking working. So you got this triple threat match where at the beginning of the episode, we got into it. Amazing match. It ends well, you, with... You want to go back Rails. to Elimination Chamber before we hit SmackDown? Oh, Jesus. We didn't even talk about any Elimination Chamber. Most match. of it was garbage until the last two matches. <laughs> really, I, I didn't really enjoy anything but Harper and Owen and the Chamber match. That was one of the best Chamber matches I remember seeing. That was a great chamber match, and it was like we were saying in the lead up to it, it was everything that a rumble ain't to me. Right. It's a bunch of dudes, and everyone's getting a great moment to shine. Right. And there's a title on the line, and I'm into everybody in it, and I'm not curious who's in a chamber. Elimination Chamber, I'm, I'll go on record saying it, Elimination Chamber is a superior match to the Royal Rumble in every facet. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm and not gonna argue with you on this again. By God, did you get? Did you get a hell of a match there? Dude, everybody, all six competitors in that match were booked strongly and just awesome. Everybody had their moment to shine. Ambrose did his, you know, crazy spots, um, and then Corbin, you know, despite being rolled up, had a lot of good um, power spots. The Miz for the minute and a half he was in the match got some nice strong match uh, spots in there. Of course, Cena looked strong, and then he ate the sister Abigail. Uh, AJ Styles, obviously one of the first ones to start, and one of the, the last one to get pinned. Another, you know, four star, four to five star performance by AJ Styles. Bray Wyatt, man, Christ, it happened, and he looked great doing it. He eliminated two, two the two top guys in the brand in, to do it, and yep. you know you you set up you set up Corbin Ambrose in that match. Um, Miz Cena kind of got set up uh, outside backstage, backstage. Yeah, yeah. so those two are set, and then Bray's the champ. AJ, as we just mentioned, is floating in the breeze. Hopefully it doesn't end up with Shane McMahon, but may, uh, but Bray Wyatt and you know, wow, it, it, was, it was something we kind of expected to happen. All the dirt sheets were saying it was going to happen. We heard he was going to get a title run in 2017 and the, the stars aligned. Cena's taking time off. Um, he got a 16. So that's out of the way. And Bray Wyatt just came out looking like a million bucks. And how great was it that Randy Orton emerged? They have a brief stare down. Yeah. And then the pay-per-view goes off because you're like, oh, my God, Orton came out on top against your former second-in-command. Yeah. Orton has won the Rumble, the new master-servant relationship. The master now has the title. What a great plot line. So is it the end of the Wyatt family? And then SmackDown rolls around. That triple threat happens. 
Then they can, and you wonder, are we going to get some more? You don't see Orton at all. So I go, right. I guess we're not getting any kind of Orton at all. I that, guess they're going to maybe right. pick this up later. And the match and ended then, with like five minutes to go in the show. So you're like, something's going to happen. Yeah. Like, oh man, is he going to run out from behind? Nope. Walks right down. Does the whole thing where you're the master, I'm the servant, takes a knee. And they just start to laugh with each other. And it's... The stare down between those two, the, the tension when Randy, Randy works up to an opponent when he really is into them yeah. or down to someone that he's not into it. Well, you can tell he looks into this. Oh, yeah. He looks real into it. And when that RKO does come, oh. and it's going to come. Oh, yeah. Nuclear. When he snaps that thing on, on Bray, it's going to be Orton as the heel. Orton is going to turn on Bray. And Orton will be the one that is discounted. He will be the one that is upset by uh, amongst the fan base. The, Orton rolls into this thing to heal. The RKO Bray still gets gonna, a pop, though. And RKO is going to get a pop. Because the RKO is more over than Randy Orton. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Daniel Bryan yes chance were more over than Daniel Bryan. Yes, he is going to snap that on him. But it will be. It's going to take. It's going to take some good booking, some good writing, and some interesting scenarios for when that RKO does get snapped off on him, for people to be like, "Oh, you motherfucker! You just right. pulled an Owens Jericho." Don't aim for that, by the way, because they set the bar way yeah, too high. Yeah, you're not going to hit that. But that is. It's going to happen. Well, we're, we're, it's going to happen prior to Mania. What do you think? Where do you think they go with this? I mean, Harper's still floating in the ether. Do you think it turns into a triple threat? At Mania. Harper, Orton, Harper, Orton and, and Harper, Bray. Harper, Orton, Bray, Mania. God, I don't know. It would be, what a step up that'd be for Harper. Yeah. I think that'd be amazing. That would be, if you told me that Bray and Orton are going at it, I get it. But Harper, that's not the main event, but Harper's in the title it's match. It's one of the main events. They have like three main events now. Yeah, the the match that I'm always a guy. The match that goes on last is the match. Well, I know, but that's how I'm, that's how they sell it. That's how it's sold to us. Yeah, but unless like there's a split screen experience, you always heard Punk say that with Cabana. Right. Sure, I was in the main event, but I didn't go on last. Right. There's an honor in going on last. I'm the, You're last the headliner. See. Yeah. yeah, to be the headliner. Avenge Sevenfold uh, isn't main eventing the Metallica show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Volbeat ain't main eventing. <laughs> right. You get to be on that show. Yeah, nobody plays after Metallica. No one plays after Metallica. I don't care how prominent you are. Metallica right. goes on last, and Hetfield's the person to say good night, right. and that's it. Either Iron Maiden or Black still... Sabbath would be the only ones. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, even though they rotated a big four, right? Yeah. Then they, uh, no, they swing no, around some. No, no. Nope. Always Metallica. Always Metallica. Always Metallica. Always Metallica last. Yeah. yeah, I would go to see one of those. I think Slayer and Megadeth flip flopped. I think Anthrax was always first, and then Slayer, uh, Megadeth, and then uh, Metallica was always last. And you could see that they could have a good triple threat match as, as, as shown on SmackDown. Because sometimes yeah. triple threats can be a little sketchy. Right. Uh, tag team turmoil matches, too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It, it proved to you you could have a really, really good one if you, you have the pacing and the, 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 I don't want to say choreography, but you have the, you know, the, just the pace and the patience that Cena, yeah. Styles, and Wyatt did. Harper, Hoss, Wyatt, Hoss, yeah. Orton. Uh, finesse Hoss. Yes. This doesn't mean to be a fast-paced uh, match. I would not mind that at all. I think that would be fantastic. I, I would, lo- and I would love for someone like a Harper 
to finally get the 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 just desserts that he deserves, yeah. the hard work that he deserves. Because also, you're talking to someone here and me that's a Bruiser Brody fan. Yeah, I loved Bruiser Brody, and I believe he almost like wrestled as a gimmick that he was like his son on the Indies or something like that. Really? Um, he, well, he his name was Brody. His name was Brody Lee. Yeah, they 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 gimmicked him as sort of like when the giant wink in WCW right. was Andre the Giant's son. son. Yeah. Yeah, that he was sort of a bruiser Brody lookalike. That's that's one of the reasons I like I get into guys like that versus a a two oh fiver. Like I feel like I could go into the ring with a two oh fivers and a baseball bat and I'm gonna come out okay. Right. I go in there with a fucking anti aircraft cannon against Harper, it's fifty fifty. There's, there's a good chance that he's gonna somehow bend the barrel on that damn thing, you turn it around and blast me in the chest right. very wily coyote style. Only if it was I'm made by Acme. If it's made by Acme, it's just gonna blow up and it's gonna go ahead and it's gonna flower petal yeah. out at the end. Yeah, <laughs> never gonna say that. I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's a great match. Um, let me let me ask you this question. We're talking about WrestleMania SmackDown titles. Um, do you think the SmackDown's women's title gets a decent placement at WrestleMania? No. Pre-show? I don't. It seems. It just seems like such a an afterthought. Recently, now obviously Naomi is the new champion is pretty cool. Um, it I feel like it doesn't take away from Alexa Bliss. It was no. a oh wow Naomi won the damn thing. Yeah, shocked the <coughs> hell out of me because I'm number one on Team Bliss over here. Yeah, I mean I think Alexa Bliss better talker. I think Naomi by a small margin better wrestler, but by by, by like a razor by a razor's amount. Yeah, I mean uh, the match. The match was not without fault. There was some, there was some, there was some mistiming. Yeah, but what I, do they do? They do a four way. What do they do for that? I I don't know, but see that's the thing with WrestleMania. Now you have even more titles than in previous years. So you know you've got what two world titles? You got two tag team titles, two women's titles, U.S. and Intercontinental. That's eight championships. Let's not forget cruiserweight. Well, Maybe the cruiserweight one. Nine. You have nine titles. It could quite literally be a card with twelve matches. WrestleMania, and Night of nine Champions. Nine of them. <laughs> night of Champions. It's Night of Champions Mania. Right. All of them can be for titles and a couple of grudge matches in between. Right. I, I, now, it's... what would you think about the possibility of? We're wondering. Oh God, Styles and Shane. Ugh, we don't want that. What if Styles somehow finds his way? Back into a title picture with Orton, with Bray, with Randy, or excuse me, with Orton, Bray, and maybe even Harper to do a four-way. What about an Orton, excuse me, what about an AJ Styles, Luke Harper? I think AJ Styles and Luke Harper could be fucking cool because right now Harper is kind of doing some faceish stuff. Yeah. Vengeance on yeah. being wrong. He's got the crowd behind him. I'm curious how you'd write that, though. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how, how you, you get, get there. those two together, but it's not like they haven't done that shit in the past. Hey, all of a sudden, Gallows and Anderson give a fuck about Stephanie. Right. I mean, uh, I could just see them just being like, "Well, these guys are going to wrestle." Oh, now. I'd watch I the hell out of the match. It. I will watch it. I would be confused by it. Right. I would prefer it to AJ and Shane. I'm just trying to find some sense where there is no sense right now with where they're going to go with AJ Styles. I just got an idea. Now follow me through this. Kenny Omega and I don't pay your rent. <laughs> <laughs> no deal no that 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 best still stands uh, no still and as i'm thinking about it i just remember that they're probably going to do ambrose versus corbin for the ic title but i just had the oh, idea definitely. of a double title ladder match 
between both brands where there's two different winners. There's two different suspended titles. One is the IC title. The other is the US title. And they're both up for grabs with people from both brands. So you could have the titles both end up on one show or swap shows. I like that. I like I like I like there being a transference of talent and a transference yeah. of titles. I said this in an episode of Ways Back. I would love this Universal versus WWE title bullshit. I wish there was one title, like an AFC NFC thing, right. to where who grabs the title, and it doesn't have to be back and forth every year. My God, imagine if SmackDown doesn't have the main champion for years, and then someone finally brings it mm-hmm. back to the blue brand, mm-hmm. or vice versa. The amount of pop and heroes welcome they get, yeah, versus. The fucking beaten, broken failure that has to return the next night and face the wrath of whatever general manager, commissioner that there is. That yeah. failed, and those other bastards, they have the title. They have our Lombardi. They have our McMahon prize, whatever. I, I like the idea of there being a title that's The XFL around. trophy. <laughs> the XFL trophy. The $100,000 match. That's what happens. You have AJ Styles versus the entire New Jersey Hitmen roster. <laughs> he hate me versus he AJ Styles. <laughs> AJ Styles versus he hate me. Maddox, special guest referee, uh, doing commentary on the outside, Opie and Anthony, who did pre-show for the XFL. I forgot about that. Everyone forgot about that. Yeah, I did. Did you watch the thirty for thirty? Uh yes, I did. I yes. didn't. I didn't catch it. Oh my god, was it good? Oh, it was did. good. Here's a second month's worth of rent for impossible movie trivia. Oh, Jesus. What film featured a successful XFL? Which film featured a successful XFL? A successful XFL. Called the XFL? It was the XFL in this film. McMahon's XFL. Major theatrical release. Major star power. Can you give me? I'll even give, give you the year they came out. Can you give I'll me one of the actors? Ah, uh, yes, uh, came out in two thousand. Okay. Uh, I'll give you everybody but the main dude. Okay. Michael Rappaport. Okay. Robert Duvall. Okay. Michael Roker. Oh man, it's not the main star though. Right. Two thousand, and it featured just a scene. Was it filmed? Was was any of it filmed in Baltimore? I don't believe so. Okay. No. no, that was with the XFL. I don't, I don't. The only movies I can, the only three football movies I can think of are Any Given Sunday, The Replacements, and um, The Longest Yard. That's all I got. Now this was not a football movie. Uh, this just had a scene. Yeah, a scene where they referenced. Oh man, the XFL's playing this weekend for the big game, <laughs> big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Took place in the future. Oh, God, that's hilarious. I got nothing. The big stuff. I don't know. That would be Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Sixth Day. Really? Where he played clones of himself. Okay. And in the future, the year 2015, by the way, oh, 2017 now, oh, ain't no one cloning fucking Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, the XFL had supplanted the NFL and oh. was now the big, big, Big shit in sports. The Man, XFL. That's great. Boy, did they fucking saddle their horse to the wrong goddamn wagon there? What foresight? Who directed that piece of shit? 
Roger Spottiswood. Oh, uh, uh, the legendary. Let's see what else Roger Spottiswood has done. He did... A direct-to-video Starship Troopers sequel? <laughs> Roger Spottiswood. Spottiswood? He was a member of the writing team responsible for Another 48 Hours, Straw Dogs. Okay. Uh, he also directed Turner and Hooch. Oh, that's actually a decent movie. <laughs> Stop or my mom will shoot. Not such a decent movie. Hiroshima, which was awesome. Okay. He did Tomorrow Never Dies with fucking Brosnan and Michelle Mm. Yao. My favorite Brosnan Bond film. Get the shit out of here. (laughs) He did Beyond Right and Wrong. And in 2016... A street cat named Bob. Wow. Does did the Ascension co-star in that? The Ascension don't even star in their own matches. <laughs> Come on, they were booked okay. Were they? Okay. Were the so they they were unable to to pin a team that had just been viciously beaten down by the Usos. Just had the shit kicked out of them and still couldn't pull it off. They were booked okay on the SmackDown match though. They 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 put up a decent fight against American Alpha, and when they Victor's were kind of tiny, yeah. But I just want the ascension to happen, man. Yeah, I need you to let that dream die. That's like having fucking Yosta come back. Ain't no one drinking that shit. That boy ain't coming back at all. His fucking leather shoulder pads were bigger than he was. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just he's really into Danzig. Because he looks like a shitty X-23 clone of Danzig. <laughs> he looks like Spamzig, and he's made out of shitty meat. <laughs> and for some reason, he is now painting his face to look like fucking Trailer Park Kamala. I don't get the face paint. Just come out there and kick ass, man. God damn it. Why are you... Why do they make... It's not that hard. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what's going on in the wasteland? Do they need to have a bake sale? Like, <laughs> well, it's going to be kind of hard with Connor eating all the fucking profits <laughs> by the looks of it. Yeah, he's fat. And Victor's small. Anything else you want to add about the Ascension? Call them the Dissension. Or the Incension. Or the erectile dysfunction. And they just wear fucking floppy penises on their head. Call, that call, just waggle back and Call forth. them the incestion. Just have them make out in the middle of the ring. Yes. Connor rides victory <laughs> to the ring. Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay.
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.